0: This is a Cortez Currents news update. On October 24th, more than 50% of North Island's electorate chose Michelle Babchuk to represent them in the provincial legislature. Though more than a month has passed, she's only just stepped down from her previous roles as a Campbell River Councillor and Chair of the Strathcona Regional District Board. Though yet to sit in Parliament, she has been made the Deputy Government Whip and a member of the Appointment Orders Committee. I recently asked Michelle what it's like becoming our MLA.
1: My last City Council meeting was yesterday when we did the final touches on the city budget. And then, of course, the bylaw will actually come back in the beginning of December, so they can finish voting on that. But I was very happy to be a part of that. The Regional District, my last meeting was quite a few days ago where I sat as a regular director because Mayor Unger has now claimed that seat, which was uh, fantastic. He was the vice chair prior. But it's gone relatively smoothly. I think I've been able to finish and accomplish everything that I wanted to do with those organizations before I move on. And the transition into the legislature is still ongoing. And we'll see what that looks like, because the premier is going to call the session back in order on December the 7th.
0: Where are you right now?
1: I am in my house.
0: Oh, in Campbell River.
1: In Campbell River. Yes.
0: How often are you in Victoria?
1: Well, it's going to depend actually. Uh, I haven't, we haven't seen the schedule for next year, but uh, with COVID and the, the way the legislature is working sort of on a hybrid model right now. And of course we'll see on December the 7th and during that week what the legislature is going to look like as uh, we walk through those procedure pieces but how it worked in the past was a minimal amount of people actually within the legislature the rest were on zoom so the amount of time that i'm going to have to spend in victoria right now is a lot less probably
0: can i ask uh, walk me through you got elected mm-hmm. then what happened go to election night um,
1: because of covid and all of the parameters that we we did the election under election night was relatively quiet we weren't allowed to have a big gathering or anything like that so and we are still under those so it's been a little bit different than normal it's been very exciting and i'm very very honored to have been elected into this position but it's just sort of rolling out in bits and pieces We are getting our technology together. I am trying to get the office lease, uh, which will be the same office as what Claire had, actually. And I'm just trying to make sure that all that transitions. And then staffing those offices, one in Port Hardy and one in Campbell River. And trying to get my feet wet in the legislature, because I haven't been down there yet.
0: Whoa. You're the party whip, though. How did that happen?
1: I am. I was just, I was just... <laughs> Deputy whip, yeah. Yes. Um, I was just given that appointment the other day when the premier swore in cabinet, which I am very, very honored to have and uh, uh, very excited. I had no expectations being a brand new MLA that I would be given any sort of appointment, but I am very honored that he, he felt that that was a position that I could help him with. So I've been doing a lot of stuff by Zoom with the Whip, who is Gary Begg, and walking through the paces of what that looks like and what my duties will be there. And uh, like I said, hopefully on December 7th. And I'm, I'm actually hoping to be called to Victoria, truthfully, because I haven't spent a lot of time in that building and would like to orientate myself a little bit more and be able to, you know, for lack of a better uh, terminology, learn who's who in the zoo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What will you be doing as the Deputy Party Whip?
1: We haven't actually talked about division of duties, the Whip and I, but in a general focus, it's making sure that this very large caucus of 57 members are all where they need to be, when they need to be and uh, that they have everything that they need to be able to perform their duties inside of the legislature. And also to make sure that we have caucus at all of these meetings. With a larger caucus, it's not as problematic as when they were a minority government, of course, where it was so important that the numbers were there all the time. We have a little bit more flexibility, but you still have to manage that and people have, things going on in their lives things going on in their constituency offices that uh they would come to the whip's office to say would it be okay if i can't be here that day and then it's the whip's office to determine that yeah you can or no we've already got enough people out or you know those types of internal caucus organization really is what it is
0: will you have an apartment in victoria
1: not right now. There is an option for me to have an apartment, but I am unsure right now, like I said, living under the COVID rules, how much time we are actually going to be spending there. So I have just opted to uh, use a hotel when I have to be there right now. And if it shows that it would be better off for me to actually rent an apartment because I'm going to be down there quite a bit, then I'll make that decision later. But uh, right now, I don't want to. Step into that fray and make a decision that I can't get out of for a year and then find out I'm only gonna be actually physically in Victoria for a month.
0: In addition to being in caucus, you're also our MLA. Now, what does that yeah. mean for us? What are you gonna be doing for us? The members Well of for
1: Cortez in particular or the whole
0: shebang. Or of or just Cortez general, too?
1: The whole the whole Group. Well, you know, we did hear during the election that the COVID pandemic is front of mind for everybody. So I be, will be working with the government and caucus to make sure that we are taking care of everybody in our community, making sure that health care is there, making sure that those services that people are in need of right now are getting uh, distributed and out. We also heard during the election a lot around our resource sectors and what that's looking like and also from our environmental community, who you know, historically have been at each end of that spectrum, right, and uh, sort of head to head. But I do believe that some of the processes we've seen go forward, especially around the Broughton Archipelago with the, the fish farms, bringing everybody to the table, having those really good, hard discussions, respecting everybody's opinion around the table, will help us move forward with those types of decisions. I really do believe that a community, for lack of a better analogy, Roy, is like a a three-legged stool. And in order for that community to be healthy, it has to have economic health, environmental health, and social health to be able to stand up strong. So we really need to be able to bring those into balance and to be able to respect the diversity within our own riding. And I'll just point to Cortez, who has for a long time now had an environmental ethic probably larger than some of our more urban centers, but also challenges around what um, they see as resiliency for their community. And we need to be able to respect those differences within our own riding and be able to move those communities in the direction that they wish to move. I okay. believe that most people have an environmental or green ethic. Okay. The challenge is, At which level they have it, right? So we have a lot of resource sector people who we automatically think of as not environmental, who still have that ethic. They still want to make sure that the environment is taken care of and that, you know, we're leaving legacy for our children. It's just not at the same level as somebody who puts the environment as their first priority above everything. So I or think there's prefer- a way that we can work through that.
0: Can you give me an example of what you're talking about? Um,
1: I haven't spoken to anybody, Roy, when I say, is the environment something that is top of mind for you, that has told me no. The what precursor the- for me is what I get with the but. But how do we move it from here to here without affecting here and here? And I'm going to go back to the three-legged stool, right? Mm -hmm. Do we need a green economy? Sure. Is it going to happen as fast as some people want? Probably not. Is it going to happen faster than some people want? Yes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is where the balance has to come. And I actually hope that I have the ability to facilitate some of those discussions. I am going to have an office in Campbell River. Mm -hmm. Um, I will be accessible. And with COVID, we've learned a whole bunch of new tools, tools that have been there for a long time. just people didn't use them around Zoom and Teams. So I'm hoping to be more accessible that way for people who don't want to travel or come into an office or whatnot. those discussions are the discussions that need to be had so that you are listening to everybody so i hope that when you have a concern roy you you pick up the phone or you you give us a call at the office so that we can have that discussion and we can take a look at your concerns depending on what those concerns are would be where i would access any sort of information or help after that if it's with the minister of forest lands, national resource operations and rural development or whether it's with economic recovery or whether it's with the Ministry of Environment, you know, those kinds of conversations, they end up, I don't know what your question is, so I don't know where to send you (laughs) at this point. But those are the channels that, you know, as your local MLA, I would hope we can open doors to get those conversations happening into those bigger ministries.
0: My last question had to do with coming back to family and being a mother and grandmother and all the rest of it. And how does that fit in?
1: It's a change for us. Of course. Um, it's transition in your personal life. It's transition in your professional life. I am extremely fortunate to have a family who has been 100% supportive of all of my endeavors from, from when I started with the school board to when I went on to council to when I became the chair and now, into the MLA role, so um, they're, they're getting used to a little bit of the transition as we, as we move along. But um, truth is, is this is quite a large step for myself and my family, and my family are all extremely proud of me and, and where I have uh, ended up here. And I am extremely proud of myself and uh, hope that I can continue doing the good work for the constituents of the North Island that I've done for the city of Campbell River and for the school district.
0: Did you have any final thoughts?
1: Um no, uh I'm just asking people to be a little bit patient with me as the legislature rolls out all of our technology and our email addresses which are not totally all there yet. We are trying to get the office up and going as fast as we can and and everything, so I know I'm a little bit unplugged at this particular point. But as soon as all of those um, contact information and everything are in place, I will be shooting them out to everybody I possibly know so that they know how to get a hold of me. Because my, my job, I feel, is communicating an outreach to the constituents of my riding.
0: You've been listening to an interview with Michelle Babchuk, our member of the Provincial Legislature for North Island.